Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. All right, we are ending our series called Choices uh, this morning. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's for me. It's been a really good reminder that what we do, the choices that we make, the decisions that we make, deeply affect us and affect other people. I want to remind you this afternoon, five o'clock. Come in through the front doors, discover VFC. If you want to learn more about who we are, uh, if you've been here coming for a while or you're new, this is a great class uh, for you to attend. If you are interested in possibly joining the church, uh, this is the one step we ask you to do. So that's today at five. Also, life groups uh, with a silly video uh, told you life groups are starting this Wednesday. We have a couple of new life groups uh, available uh, on the, uh, the sign-up sheets in the foyer so check those out. We would love for everyone to be involved in a small group because it's how you get to know people. Um, and that's really important for your spiritual growth. The first week of this series uh, was called Would You Rather? We talked about the fact that, yes, you can choose and that your decisions turn thoughts into actions. Every time you have a thought, you have a decision to make. Am I going to act on this thought or am I not going to? There's some bad news. Uh, You are good at making bad decisions. We all are, right? We talk ourselves into all sorts of stuff that ends up not being very good. And our choices, whether they're good or bad choices, they will affect others. There's no such thing as a personal choice. It affects every, everyone around you. It will eventually come out. The second week, we talked about unexpected decisions. Um, every decision you make in the future has already been affected by how you answer this question. What voices have I allowed a place of influence in my life? Uh, and we talked about filters. There are three filters, the word of God, the spirit of God, and the people of God. And these are filters that help us make good decisions. Last week, uh, Eric uh, preached about how to navigate between the acceptable, good, and perfect will of God uh, with a message called, is it good or is it God? He talked about the four Ps, pray, pause, pursue peace, and God's presence. That's how, that's how we determine if something's a good idea or a good idea. I encourage you guys. I, I know this is like a commercial. Please make sure you've listened to all these messages. They all work together, and they're all, I think, really wise content, biblical content to help you make good decisions moving forward. Um, we have every, um, with, with every sermon, we played a little game at the beginning called Would You Rather? So let's do that again this morning. If you haven't played with us, I'm going to give you some options. You're going to have to choose real quick. Sometimes it's between two really good things. Sometimes it's between uh, two really bad things. You have to de- decide which one you want. Are you guys ready? Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Would you rather... Never have to do the dishes again. <laughs> Someone goes, yeah, I don't care what the other one is. That's it. Or never have to do the laundry again. 
Never have to do the dishes again or never have to do the laundry again. Who says no more dishes? Let me see. Okay, yeah, get all that. Yeah, that's kind of gross for me, getting the food juice all on your hands and stuff. And who says no more laundry? Yeah, 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 laundry. Put me in the dishes category. Uh, I don't like laundry either, and it seems like it's never ending, uh, but uh, it's at least warm. Um, All right, here we go. Would you rather be able to speak? This is cool. These would both be really neat. Would you rather be able to speak every human language or be able to talk to animals? Would you rather be able to speak every language or be able to talk to animals? How many of you say every language? Yeah, how many of you say, I want to be able to talk to animals? See, there's a part of me that says I want to talk to animals, but then I I feel like I would start talking to my my pets and they'd be like real jerks. And I don't want to know that. (laughs) I just want to think that they're cute and sweet and they're probably like terrible, terrible people, right? So put me in the every human language category. All right, this is a little weird, I apologize. Would you rather have a tail like a big, long monkey tail? Or would you rather have an eye in the back of your head? Would you rather have a tail? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, what? How many of you say, I would, I would like a tail? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And how many of you are like, yeah, it'd be cool to be able to see, yeah. Wouldn't it be weird during church, someone's eye opens up, they're looking at you, the row right in front of you? Put me in the tail category. I, this is one of the reasons I don't believe in Darwinian evolution because it's the idea that we lost our tails over time. I could use a tail, you guys. Have you ever like had groceries in your, in your hands and you need to open the door? You could just use your tail. That would be amazing. I think about this all the time. So, All right, here's one. Would you rather be four inches taller than you are right now? Or twice as strong as you are right now? Four inches taller or twice as strong? Who wants to be four inches taller? Yeah, I think I would, I would want to be four inches taller. And, and who would want to be twice as strong as you are? Yeah, yeah. That actually has more utility, right? You could do a lot more stuff. Um, I, I've got, I'm just under six feet. Every one of my family is. It's really annoying. So put me in four inches category. All right, and here's the last one. Would you, this is difficult. Would you rather live without the internet? <laughs> or live without air conditioning? Ooh. Would you rather live without the internet or live without air conditioning? How many of you say, I, I, I would rather live without the internet? And how many of you say, I would rather live without air conditioning? Yeah, I, you know, this has everything to do with where you live, I think. Summers in South Georgia, I mean, I got to have AC, right? Yeah, I'll figure something out. So it's fun. You know, these are theoretical questions. It's fun to do that. But, but the truth is, guys, here's the truth. This is a hard truth I need for you to hear. Over years of counseling and meeting with people and talking through people's decisions, I've come to this conclusion. Most people don't ask themselves why they do what they do. Most people, that includes you, that includes me, don't ask themselves why do they do what they do. They simply do it. And then they deal with the consequences later. But Lamentations 3.40 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. See, as Christians, repentance 
is really a a constant state of self-reflection where we're asking ourselves, do my actions line up with my beliefs? And not only do my actions line up with my beliefs, but am I doing the right thing for the right reason? Am I making sure that, that the reason I do something is because it's what God is having me do? It's really important that we practice self-reflection. And what I found is people, they end up in my office and we're talking through, we're talking through situations that they're going through. And, and it's, it's come to my attention and put me in the same category. We often don't ask ourselves, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? So this morning, I want to give you five questions that you can ask yourself before you make a decision. Five biblical questions you can ask yourself before you make a decision. Now, decisions that are sprung on you, that's going to be based on what you've been doing in the past, right? Where your heart is. Uh, what, what you, you will be full of what you feed on, right? So what you've been feeding on is going to determine those quick decisions. But if you have to make a, a, a serious decision, a big decision, I, these are five questions that you need to learn to ask yourself. And here's the first one. What would I think about someone who made the decision I'm about to make? What would I think about someone who made the decision I'm about to make? You know... We're really good at judging other people, but what God is asking us to do is judge ourselves. That skill set that we have to know what other people should do so well, you know what I'm talking about? To look at someone else's life and go, well, what they should do. Do you know you have that ability for you, not for them? <laughs> what would you think about someone who's doing what you're doing? You know, I, I had to practice this last week. Uh, last week, uh, Tiffany tested positive for COVID at the, towards the end of the week, and I felt fine and, and had no symptoms. I really, really wanted to be here. Um, and, and thank God, you know, Eric did a fantastic job. Uh, he uh, was a pinch hitter, uh, preached an amazing sermon. But man, I was watching online, and I was like, Ugh, I hate missing church, you guys. I don't like it. But, but what made the decision to stay home, by the way, people have said, I hope you feel better. I feel fine. I never got sick. No one else in the family had symptoms. We're good. She's been back at work since the beginning of the week. We're good. But for me, I used this question just last week. What would I think about a pastor who's been clearly exposed to sickness, not even COVID, any sickness, who still thought he was so important that he couldn't miss a Sunday. And I had to wrestle with that. What would I think about someone who stayed at home versus someone who just went anyway and decided to stay at home? Because I figured that was the best thing to do for everyone, not just me. But I used this question just last week. What about you? 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one. Paul writes the people of Corinth and says, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If you would consider your own actions, you wouldn't put yourself in a place where God or your friends or anyone else would give you a hard time because you would have wisdom, right? So we have to learn to judge ourselves. It's not judging everyone else's decision. You can certainly learn from it, but start judging your own decisions, 
If we would take the time to consider what type of person would do what I'm about to do, we might not do it. This comes to things like entertainment choices. If I saw a church member watching what I'm about to watch, would I still, what would I think about them? If I saw them doing what I'm about to do, if I was dating a person, a type of person, and I saw someone in church dating this same type of person, what would I think about them? All of these questions Right? We have to make sure that we're asking of ourselves. We often judge others by their actions and judge ourselves by our intentions. Right? We give ourselves a break. Well, I didn't mean to, but you did. And it's our actions that reveal who we really are. And Jesus said that we would know one another. We would know a Jesus follower by their fruit, by their actions. You can tell a lot about yourself by paying attention to who else is making the same choices that you are? Who is making the decisions like me? You're one of them. <laughs> I know that's kind of heavy, but we need to take that skill set of judging behavior and apply it to our own lives. Amen? Here's another question to ask yourself before you make a decision Have I gotten godly advice? Have I gotten godly advice? You know, if the scripture doesn't specifically address the situation you're dealing with, and if you don't feel any particular leading from the Holy Spirit, then it's time to go to your spiritual covering. It's time to go to people that you can trust for godly advice. This is going to include pastors, uh, uh, elders, and, and, and Christians who are mature in the faith. This is going to include spouses. You know, God put you with your spouse for a reason, and often they'll see things from a different perspective than you will. And it's okay that it's different than you. Sometimes you need to hear it. Y'all spouses elbow each other and say, he's right. Godly parents, godly friends, right? These, these are, this is, you can get godly advice. Now look, I'm sorry, I can't tell you that you can listen to everyone. It's just not true, is it? Not everyone has your best interest at heart. Not everyone has godly wisdom. Not everyone has biblical knowledge. Proverbs twelve fifteen says this, though. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The wise listen to advice. Guys, I don't know if you know this or not. Life is hard. <laughs> right? Life is hard. Only a foolish person would try to walk this journey alone. Yeah, you don't have to do this alone. There are people God has put in your life, and you know who they are. There's also people that the enemy's put in your life, and you know who they are. And they want to give you bad advice. We need people that will tell us the truth, especially the truth that we don't want to hear. You need someone who loves you enough to tell you the truth. Proverbs 27, verse 6. This is great. It says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Sometimes we want to hear the kisses of an enemy. Sometimes with someone who doesn't really care about us, we just want them to say good stuff that we already want to hear. And we're willing to take kisses from an enemy, but our friends are willing to wound us because it's what we need in that moment. A bad friend will stab you in the back, but a good friend will stab you in the front. 
Someone who is willing to even maybe hurt your feelings a little bit to help you in the long run. I always know who genuinely loves me um, if they'll tell me that I have something in my teeth. They tell me that I have something hanging out of my nose or, 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 or if, the zip, if my zipper's unzipped. If they're, because here's how I know they love me because they're willing to overcome their embarrassment of bringing it up to help me, right? And so I, man, I, just so you know, if you ever got anything hanging out of your nose, you're around me, I'm gonna tell you because I love you, okay? I won't get it myself, okay? It's your job. It's your job. It's not mine, but I will let you know, Okay? That's what love does, right? Love does what's best for the other person. So you need people in your life who will be honest with you, even if it hurts. You need people who will give you godly advice, amen? Here's another question to ask yourself. Will I want to tell this story? This decision I'm about to make. Is writing yet another sentence or paragraph or even chapter in the book of my life that everyone's reading, am I going to want to tell this story? Is this something I'm going to want to be a part of my life? Because here's the thing. Once you do it, it can't be undone. Try to cover it up. You can try to fix it, but you can't undo it. Do I want to tell this story? Haggai chapter 1 verse 5, the Lord is speaking to the children of Israel, particularly about building a new temple. And the Lord says this through the prophet. He goes, consider your ways. The message says it this way. Take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. Take a good, hard look at your life. This decision you're about to make, think it over. Are you going to want to tell this story? What do I want to tell my friends I did? What do I want to tell my children and grandchildren that I did about this decision? You know, there was a coworker that I kind of found attractive and, and we began to talk and text and, and you want to tell that story? And then the, 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 the texting turned into lunches and the lunches turned into an emotional affair and the emotional affair t- turned into a physical fa- affair. Do you want to tell that story? If you don't want to tell that story, and I don't think you do, then you've got to stop it at the beginning and ask yourself, is this a story I want to tell? What would you rather tell your your children? I did everything possible to make sure I was in good health so I could have a long life and do what God called me to do. You want to tell that story? Or I stayed addicted to food, cigarettes, and alcohol, and drugs, and all this kind of stuff because I wasn't willing to make a change. What story do you want to tell? How about this one? I lived within my means. I I, I had a comfortable life, but I lived within my means so that I could retire and devote myself fully to the Lord the end of my life. Wow, wouldn't that be a great story? Versus I overspent what I make and I was in a pile of debt at the end of my life. What story do you want to tell? By the way, that's how this church was founded. Mom and dad worked really, really, really hard. Dad retired early, and they founded VFC. Saved their money. So, so I mean, it, you have to ask yourself, what story do you want to tell? Do you want this to be a part of your life? Here's another good question to ask yourself. 
do I really want to do this? Or is this just what others think I should do? Do I really want to do this? Or is this just what others think I should do? Romans chapter 14, verse 12, it says, So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Each of us will give account of ourselves. You know that person that's pushing you in a certain direction to make a particular decision? You know, they won't give an account for that decision. You will. Right? You know that the whole culture, and we talked about this in the earlier message, culture is a current. Current culture is a current that's pushing you in a particular direction. Is it what you really want to do? Or are you just following the current of current culture? You have to ask yourself, is this really what God has told me about being true to who God has called me to be? Or am I letting other people make decisions for me? Guys, don't let someone without your best interest convince you or manipulate you to do something that God has not told you to do. Don't do it. Don't do it. But see, isn't that the default If we don't question why we do what we're doing, if we don't question why we're making decisions, why we're making choices, we'll often, guys, we'll just go with the flow. We'll just do what other people are telling us to do. Especially if you find yourself in choice paralysis, and Eric talked about that some last week, where there's so many options, you don't know what to do. You know that there are plenty of people who will be happy to tell you how to live your life, but they won't give account for your choices. You will. You have to be wise. There's a song by a band called Switchfoot called This Is Your Life. And the chorus says, this is your life. This is your life. Are you who you want to be? It's a good question. It's a good question. We have to make sure, is this what I really want to do? Or am I being unduly influenced by someone else? Last question that we should ask ourselves before we make a decision is this. Will this glorify God? Will this glorify God? And what I'm about to do, what I'm about to choose, will this glorify God? Now look, every decision that you make doesn't have eternal consequences, right? Do I eat Fruit Loops or do we eat tricks for breakfast this morning? Right? That doesn't have eternal consequence. By the way, it's Fruit Loops. Because tricks are for kids. <laughs> Not every decision has an eternal consequence. But we have to ask ourselves, does this glorify God? Is this bringing glory to God? Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, he's talking about lighting a lamp. Because you don't light a lamp or a candle and put it under a basket, right? That would be weird. Why do you light a candle? Well, to bring light to the whole room, right? If you ever, they didn't have electricity back there, but maybe if you've lost power before and you lit a candle to bring, right? You don't light that candle and then put it underneath something. No, you put it in the middle of the room so it can have the most effect, bring the most light to the room. That's what he's talking about. He goes, he, he then says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. See, you're called to do good works. You're called to make good decisions. But you should be drawing attention to God, not yourself, 
through your good works. And so we have to make sure we're making decisions that glorify him, not just glorify us. You know, if you've ever been to my house, we have a, we have a hobby room um, where I've got musical instruments and Tiff has uh, workout equipment and it's slowly being taken over by workout equipment. In here, though, most people probably haven't seen this, in here, though, is an award. I actually got this, this trophy uh, when I was in high school for playing football. I don't, don't be that impressed. I wasn't that good. But it's a cool trophy. I've kept it because it looks kind of like the Heisman, right? Now, if you came to my house and you happened to walk into our, that room and you saw it, you're like, hey, what's this? I said, oh, it's a, it's a trophy that I got when I was in high school. You'd be like, oh, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that was, it was pretty cool. But what if you invited me over to your house and I come to your front door and I'm like, hey. What if we went out to eat after church today and I was like, hey, just walking around. You see me walking downtown, trophy in hand. You'd be like, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> Why? Because I'm taking the glory. Instead of letting someone discover something, and say, oh, that's pretty cool, and I thanks. I'm, I'm wanting everyone to know, look what I got, look what I can do, right? I'm hogging the glory. Guys, all the glory goes to God. It all goes to him. I couldn't have even played football if he didn't give me the ability to. And, and so, so we need to make sure that we're glorifying God with our decisions. Here's how I like to think about it. Pay attention because this is a, a, a subtle adjustment in our thinking. Instead of deciding to do good works that will bring glory to God, try to decide that you're going to bring glory to God with everything you do and you'll automatically do good works. See the difference? One is, I'm going to do good works for Jesus. <laughs> okay? You may or may not succeed at that. But what if you decide my whole life, everything I am, everything I have, it all belongs to him. I'm going to glorify the Lord with my choices, my decisions. You will end up doing good works that glorify God. See, in the first way, good works are your focus. In the second way, glorifying God is your focus. We need to make sure that our lives are glorifying the Lord. Look, everything we have, we owe to him. He's so good. So good to us. Your decisions will be a reflection of your devotion. Whoever you worship, whatever you think is most important, your decisions will reflect that. Is your devotion, are your, your decisions reflecting devotion to God? Is your, are your decisions reflecting devotion to yourself? Are, are your decisions reflecting devotion to someone or something else other than the Lord? If so, you are stealing glory. You're stealing glory. We have to make decisions that will glorify God. So be honest with yourself. As we're ending this series about choices, come on, are you asking yourself the questions that will lead to good choices? Are you just responding in the moment, reacting to the environment around you? Are you taking time to ask yourself good 
godly, biblical questions about your decision-making process so that you'll make good, godly choices. Let's stand for prayer. Close your eyes for a moment. I want you to reflect on this question that I just asked you. Are you doing self-reflection on a regular basis? Are you, do you have a healthy distrust of how your heart feels? Are you constantly comparing what you want and think to the word of God? Or are you just going with the flow, the current of culture? Are you being wise? Are you involving others in decisions? Are you considering your life story? Are you asking yourself, what would I think about someone that's doing what I'm doing? Are you considering, is this what I really want to do or... Is this what I think I should do based on what other people say? Are you glorifying God? What does the Holy Spirit say? What's that thought that you think in this moment? Holy Spirit, speak to us. I want to lead you in a prayer where we ask God for help because we need help in this area. I need help. You need help. We all, we all need this help. So I want to lead you in this prayer. If you will, pray this after me. Say, Father, I want to make good choices. Choices that reflect well on you and choices that lead me into your will. Remind me to consider my ways and examine my heart. Help me to be honest with myself about why I'm making the decisions I make. Help me to draw attention to you as I make godly choices. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to address any blind spots I have when it comes to my decision making. I give you everything I am because I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.